Ready? Yes. Oh! Here we go again. Gonna wake up the downstairs neighbors. There's a chorus of opinions, but you know what you love. Don't let them tell you no. Don't let them talk that shit. The only thing they'll give you is reasons you should quit. Don't let them get you down. You just stand up to home. Sometimes everybody don't know anything at all. All right, you are listening to Final Hour with the West Coast Neighbors. I'm Seth. And I'm the Martian. You're, you're the Martian now? I'm the Martian. Welcome, Mars. the Martian yep. from Mars. Yep. Do you know what we like on, on Mars? Uh, water. Martian mellows. Martian mellows. We hate water. Wow. Forget water. We want I'm Martian sorry. mellows. You like Martian mellows? Martian mellows. Do you, do you have Laffy Taffy up on Mars? Because that feels like a joke from a Laffy Taffy rapper. You know, ironically, we do. That's the one thing, that stupid thing you guys sent up here. That's what Matt Damon brought us. He brought us Laffy Taffy and Martian mellows. <laughs> and also right. racism. We didn't have that before. Thanks, Matt Damon. Awesome. Okay. So yep. you're now racist and you like Martian mellows and Laffy Taffy. Yep. Only the white ones. Well, of course, those are the superior ones, right? The Martian Mellows. Thanks, Matt Damon. Matt Damon told me that. Thanks, Matt Damon. <laughs> so awesome, the Martian from Mars. Thank you. Um, so what brings you to the show? Uh, I heard you were going to talk about my movie, the movie about me, The Martian. Oh, well, that's actually really uh, really cool, but uh, I haven't seen your movie yet. Uh, my, my usual co-host, Brian, I think, has seen it, but I don't know where he is right now. Yeah, I left him on Mars, which was a mistake oh. in retrospect because there's no oxygen there, and he is probably dead now. Oh, all right. Well, um, you sound kind of similar to him. You wanna you wanna be the new co-host of Final Hour with the West Coast Neighbors? That would be acceptable. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. I've assumed his form, you know, because I wanted it to be easier for you as an Earthling to see my form of a I, chubby I Sasquatch-looking guy with longerish hair and a beard. So is it okay if we stop calling you the Martian from Mars and call you Brian? You can either call me Brian or all the penises. One of the two. It's your choice. Brian or all the penises. I'm going to go with Brian. Okay. I got. I kind of was hoping for the second one. I'm not going to lie. But uh, that will be acceptable to me as a Martian. <laughs> I, I appreciate your flexibility. So do the Martian ladies. <laughs> Oh, I love the fact that our listeners can't see us. And so I was able to see you starting to take a drink and thought, I'm going to set up the perfect joke in the world that he can't respond to right away. Nope. Boom. Because I am all about sabotaging you. Like awesome. Wizard of dicks. What is it with you and dicks every time? Dicks. It's a dicks thing today. That's <laughs> We have a lot of those on Mars, okay? There's a lot of them. And so we talk about dicks a lot. A lot of dicks. A lot of dicks on Mars. There's not a lot of women. Not a lot of women <laughs> on Mars. It's a shame. How how many how many like, was it safe to say people or how many Martians are there out there? Uh, one. Well, two now, thanks to Matt Damon. There's me and Matt Damon. You should really see his movie. It's quite good. Tell me about it. Um. Well, he is. He was part of a uh, group of astronauts, and they landed on my planet, my home world, and. Um, then they were like, hey, f- 
fuck Matt Damon, which I think a lot of people on Earth would relate to that. They would just be like, forget that guy. He's good looking and he's funny. Get him out of here. And so they left yeah. without him. I, ha- I have the same problem myself. Right. I really do. I turn a lot of people off. I'm too, too good looking and funny. You should be a Martian. That's what I tell myself. You should be a Martian. <laughs> You'd enjoy it. We're all about being good looking, funny, and now thanks to Matt Damon, racist. So, you know. If you want to join us, get on board with that. I yeah, guess. no, uh, only um, marshmallows and only the white ones. Martian mellows, right? That's all we accept on Mar- that's that's Martian law. That's <laughs> what we have Martian we law. We declared Martian I see what law. You did there. Yep, we're all about that. Anyway, so Matt Damon landed, and then they left him, and he he gets really inventive. Um, and uh, I got to say that in the film they made. They really did not go into the amount of dicks that he ate while he was on <laughs> Mars, but uh, they did go into the amount of food he grew and ways in which he learned to survive. It's sort of like Robinson Crusoe if Robinson Crusoe was racist and Matt Damon. Sorry, racister. Robinson Crusoe is already pretty racist. So anyway, so and that's basically what The Martian is about, and that's what I'm about, except for being fully racist. I'm not as racist as Matt Damon. Just want to put that out there. I I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little confused right now if the uh, the racism is part of Matt Damon's character in the movie, or if he did he recently go on a racist rant in real life or something. No, no, it's it's very recent. I don't know if you saw on HBO when he um, chose to tell a black lady who uh, was on that on his show Project Greenlight, which <laughs> clue right there, racist. Martians <laughs> aren't green. We're white. So anyway, Project Greenlight and Matt Damon's HBO show, (coughs) he literally told an African-American director uh, about how to be African-American, more or less. Like he was just like, wait, let me explain how we should approach. Apparently there's a scene in the in one of the movies they were thinking about making. And Matt Damon was uh, er, in, in, in the movie. There was a prostitute and they were uh, I guess she's written as an African-American prostitute. And the African-American director said, hey, let's handle this. Because she was like part of the panel or whatever that chooses the movie. She was like, hey, we should handle this with respect and, and carefulness. And Matt Damon was like, hold on. Let me tell you how, how we're going to respect black people. And it, it came off like his heart was in the right place. But it came off a little bit like he was trying to explain to a black woman how to be a black woman who was a hooker. I need to see this clip. It was interesting. Again, I again, I don't think Matt Damon is intentionally racist. I think he's just spent too much time on Mars, <laughs> and he and the Red Planet have combined, and now they've created this racist society on Mars that's all about white marshmallows and, and no one else. So I think that's kind of wrong. Um, so basically that. But he did make a great movie called The Martian, and everyone should go see it because it's, it's sort of about me. I mean, you can see me in the background, kind of. Mm-hmm. He kind of edited me out of a lot of shots. Ridley Scott's a dick. <laughs> again, again with the dicks. Yep. Man, but uh, it's a great movie. All right. Well, I'll totally. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna be seeing that uh, soon here. So I'll. Uh, I'll. That's good. Well, then my my mission on Earth is accomplished. If you're gonna go watch it, and I'm gonna go back to Mars now. Oh well, wait. Um, what do I do about Brian? I'll send him back. He's not dead. He's been hanging out with Matt Damon. Oh, all right. Well, how long is that going to take? I probably do. We got a show I don't know, to do. Like a, I don't like seven hours, Earth time. Well, no, Mars time. Earth time, it'll be like no time at all, though. 
Oh, okay. So go for like it. Like you I probably guess. won't even notice me stopping talking and Brian taking over. Like Brian will just he will almost switch bodies across the cosmos. It's pretty impressive. I'm pretty impressive as a Martian. I'm just saying. Okay. So and my offer still stands to you if you want to come join us. Do I get your Martian powers if I do this or no? Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're not going to not have Martian powers. Fuck that. Hmm. Why would you come to Mars and not get Martian powers? So, Duh. So you know what? If you didn't know that, maybe I don't want you on Mars. Forget it. Oh. Forget it. Forget I even offered. Damn it. Offer rescinded. You can stay here with racist Matt Damon, but, but who's you, now going back to. But you just made the offer. Yeah, and I can take it. That that was like 17 Mars years ago that I offered that. <laughs> In my time, that was a long time ago. Anyway, bye. Uh, I'm leaving. Okay. Enjoy The Martian. It's an amazing movie. All right. Thought you were leaving. Why are you still sitting here? Oh, hey, what I miss? Wait, what? Yeah, I was on Mars. What's up? Brian? Yeah, it's totally me. Hey, buddy. What's um? Hey, that was w- cool. All right. Uh, just thought maybe we'd do a show. Yeah, that's a good idea. Do you see The Martian yet? I have not. I hear that it's uh, it's basically Selma. I mean, I wouldn't say there's not parallels, but I wouldn't say there's <laughs> a lot of parallels. I would say it's an incredibly well-written movie with a ton of really talented people in it. Matt Damon kind of comes off better than most, but there's definitely, like, Kristen Wiig's in it. She's really good. Jessica Chastain's in it. She's really good. Donald Glover's in it. He's really good. He's very funny. It's a very funny movie. It's got, like, it's it's a very happy, like, I don't want to call it happy or hopeful, but it it is not too much of a downer. Oh. In, a, in an eight, like, most space movies you watch and they're like, oh, my God, shit's gone bad crap and then things are getting worse and in this they're like oh crap shit's gone bad what are we going to do to fix it okay and then they sort of work towards a solution so it's it's very it's a very good thriller it's well written okay. i liked it the same guy uh, who wrote it wrote daredevil the netflix tv series oh. same writer drew goddard and it is sort of like that like serious awesome but definitely still a sense of humor to it all gotcha so, speaking of uh, guys writing movies that are good, yeah, this may just be speculation, but okay, one of my uh, one of my old friends uh, from when I first first moved out here to L.A. She's an actress, an actress friend, and I'm not gonna say her mm-hmm. name on the show. I don't know if she listens. I don't know if anybody listens that is a fan of hers. But uh, the Martian listens. The Martian yeah. does listen. I am about 95% sure she is now dating James Gunn. I'm not fucking kidding. Hmm. Yeah. Like, what? Okay, support your theory. Okay, so uh, Instagram. She posted a picture with a monkey. (laughs) I realize as soon as I say that, it sounds like just a flawless theory of anything. So she posts a picture with a monkey and says something about James Gunn and like tags James Gunn in her comment, right? Okay. And James Gunn actually comments back about like, oh, how did I miss that one or something like that? And I was, I was like, who the fuck is this James Gunn guy? It's like, like you know, like somebody just happened to have the same name. It's sad you don't. No, know no, no, who no. no. Is, I know who yeah. he is, but I was thinking, who is this person on Instagram using his name? So I clicked the profile for James Gunn, and it's actually James Gunn. And he's like, I make movies and stuff. And it was like, it was James Gunn. It's very impressive. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, so she's she's friendly enough to, she was able, I mean, 
I got I got noticed by John Favreau once on Twitter. So it's not that's that's not the end of my theory. But I was like, good for her. That's cool. She got noticed and responded to by James Gunn. I then okay. saw um, I then saw another picture that she posted later, like like days later, you know, on my little feed as I'm scrolling through, and James Gunn's in the picture. Wow. And I was like. Okay, so she's hanging out with James Gunn. So then, I, then I got a little, you know, investigating, and I just looked back at some of her pictures, and also looked at some of his most recent pictures, and they they've been going and doing datey type stuff together. So they could just be friends, but it's just that's where my intuition kicks in, and I'm getting a vibe that actually I think I, I'm pretty sure I'm like really really close to uh, being associated with James Gunn by some like kind of six degrees of Kevin Bacon thing. Yeah, like one handshake away or something like that. I know, right? right? Yeah. I mean, that that sounds like at least a plausible theory. Right? I don't know as I'd go as high as 98%, but I'd, I'd like be in the 70s somewhere. Okay. In the 70s, I'd go, I'd go there. Do we, uh, if, it, if it becomes public knowledge who either one of them is dating in the near future, do we want to put the profile picture on our Facebook page on the line for this? <laughs> Um no. We d- we only okay. bet for ridiculous stuff, not not things that might actually be fair enough. That's fair. So I thought that was kind of funny. I was like, "Damn. All right, go you." Like my friend, I again, I don't want to throw a name out there on the show. Right. But, but hey, like, go you. That was cool. He's James Gunn's a clever guy. He's good. That guy's yeah. going places. Yeah, I think I think he he might have a shot in Hollywood. Are they going to make a Guardians of the Galaxy 2? I mean, I assume they are. Is he doing it is my question. Oh, okay. So you do know for a fact that it is being made and uh, they, they're going to reveal who Peter Quill's dad is, right? Yeah, no, I figured that was coming. But I didn't know if James Gunn was going to continue to be part of it. Like, he wrote the script. I'm assuming he's going to direct it. One would think, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the script is written. It's okay. done. I believe filming's already started or is going to start because I remember months ago... The big internet thing was that the script is done, and Chris Pratt cried when he read it. And I see. Chris so Pratt yeah. cries over a lot of things, though. To be fair, it's true. And that's he, okay. I certainly when they have told not him Raptors him. weren't really alive still. He cried. Cried, right? Yeah. No, I mean it's brutal, but I almost cried. I, I sympathize, I know, right? but you know. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, good. I'm looking forward to seeing that movie, and maybe your friend will go to the premiere. That'd be all right. Or be in it. I or that'd be, be in it. Even better. She gets in it. Yeah. So, if totally. Gamora is now played by someone else, we'll really know. We will really be like, okay, definitely James Gunn is probably dating that girl. At yeah. least in the eighty-five percentile range. That, that no, that goes up. If she's if she's playing Gamora, I think the percentage goes way up. So yeah. <laughs> Totes. So, but yeah, so uh, movies, movies are cool. Um, I I'm, I can already tell you I'm taking the gorillas to Phoenix right now. Um, I was just about to say if you say gun next, I'm gonna be like, what? <laughs> no, the that's fuck? not where I'm going. Um, so movies are movies are cool, right? And uh, I yes. personally believe that we need to live our lives and take all of our lessons from fictional movies. That's the best way to live life. Yes. Um, and I've been justified in this belief because solid choice. Back to the Future. I think it's the second one. Uh, the Cubs uh, win the pennant, right? They do this yeah. year, according yeah. to Back to the Future. Exactly. So I feel like the Cubs, they shut out the Pirates, who were supposed to be pretty good. Uh, yeah. 
and they were in Pittsburgh, so they didn't even have home field advantage, and they shut yep. them out. Jake Arrieta, uh, hell of a pitcher. Yeah, and uh, and so the Cubs are in the playoffs for the first time since the Bartman incident back in 03. Oh, yep, 03. This is the first time this decade the Cubs have been to the playoffs. Yep. So And it only took halfway through the decade for them to get there. <laughs> so they're really speeding through it as on Cubs terms. I know, right? But could yeah, so this the be the, the year? That's it the question be, we're no, all wondering. Is. Back to the Future already told us this is the year. This is the year. 100 and however many years later that the Cubs finally win a World Series again. It's been this is the year? too long, yeah. Yeah, this is the yep. year. Okay. It's happen. You heard it here, folks. The Cubs are going to win the World Series, according to a Chicago sports fan. Never and before. Back to the Future Part 2. And according to a film. Yep. That was this made is the year. 30 years ago. 30 years ago. I, you know, if they're right, I'll be. I kind of, I mean, I want the Dodgers to win because I'm a Dodgers fan. But I'll be okay with it if the Cubs, if the Dodgers are out, I'll cheer for the Cubs. That's how we'll do this. If they're still in it. They got to play the St. Louis Cardinals next. And as any Dodgers fan will tell you, the Dodgers have been kicked out the last three years, two years running by the Cardinals. They are not an easy out. So not, I'll, be cheering for, I'll be cheering for the Cubs against them because I would rather the, the Dodgers play the Cubs, to be honest I with you. I don't know if it was the last game they played or if it was just in the last series, but, I mean, uh, very recently, towards the end of the season here, the Cubs shut the Cardinals out 9 to nothing on Labor Day. They did, but unfortunately, I, I do want to point out that at that point, the Cardinals had already clinched their playoff division and had stopped giving a shit. Oh. That's how good the Cardinals have been this year. They're like, oh. they were like, like they clinched like in early September, like, like maybe even late August. They, they won more games than anybody in Major League Baseball by a wide margin. They are the best <laughs> team in baseball. So all right. I am a little worried that they were like, yeah, all right, fine. Send out the C team and see what happens. I, but I, the Cubs have beat them earlier in the season, too. So they, they definitely can beat them. It is not like, you know, Godzilla versus, I don't know, Bambi. But it is, <laughs> which would be a great movie, Hollywood. Get Wouldn't on it would be short, though, I think. Really short. I mean, it <laughs> it'd be crazy. It'd be like... What if there was this superpowered guy that could like shoot lasers out of his eyes and was like unkillable except for like one tiny space rock? And this guy going up against him was like, I'm rich and I've got a fucking grapple gun. <laughs> That'd be a dumb movie, right? Who would watch that? Just put it in perspective, man. No one gives a shit about Batman vs. Superman. If you do, you're an idiot. Sorry. Movie's gonna suck, or it should suck. If it doesn't suck, it will suck. Like, that's the problem with that movie. Either that movie is maybe five minutes long and ends with Bruce Wayne being hurtled into the atmosphere and just exploding. Or <laughs> that movie is three hours long and is a fucking failure because you're like, how has he not been hurled into space yet? So anyway, there, now we all know my feelings on Batman versus Superman. Yeah, I feel yeah that like would be I feel like he's going kryptonite, though. I think that it's going to come down to he's going to... Yeah, level yeah, playing field somewhere. He's gonna have kryptonite. He's gonna have kryptonite in his armor and kryptonite in his grapple gun. And by that virtue, of course, it'll render Superman just useless. It won't be like he could fly a mile away and shoot him with his laser eyes, or throw something <laughs> at him from forever away, or do anything else because he's a god. 
No, yeah, definitely. That'll be the X Factor. Right up until they both realize they've been had by Lex Luthor, and they'll need to team up and start a League of Justice. <laughs> Purple derp. <laughs> and then we'll be treated to Zack Snyder's vision of what washed-out, crappy, weird cinematography all these people will have. Yeah. I'm excited for Suicide Squad. I think that'll be good. I have a lot more hope for Suicide Squad than I do Batman or Superman, just saying. But, uh... Yeah. Did, did you hear about uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp got, uh, I guess, confirmed? Oh, really? That'd be cool. Yeah, they're doing an Ant-Man sequel, and it's actually going to be Ant-Man and the Wasp, which I guess is the first time ever yeah, that Marvel has put a heroine in the title. Nice. Yeah. And it's not Black Widow. <sighs> it was a little, little sad, but hey, I'm still waiting on Black Widow and the... The oh fine I'm gonna be sexist whatever I'm still waiting on Black Widow and the vicious uh, Japanese schoolgirl volleyball team battle <laughs> that that movie that movie needs to happen uh, that would be a good movie please make it happen that would be I promise I'll be really really good about being I just appreciative of women but I I want to appreciate Scarlett Johansson's body I'm sorry no you're not I'm not sorry you're not sorry at all no I'm not not at all. But I wouldn't objectify her. I wouldn't. Kind of. I'd put her on a pedestal and worship her. Isn't? Not as an I was going to say. I was like, isn't that kind of objectifying her? No, as a living, breathing goddess. That's how I would roll with Scarlett Johansson. Gotcha. And you know what? I I feel like she'd appreciate you for it. I I hope she would. I think she'd be. I mean, who wouldn't want to be? I mean, somebody came up to you and was like, hey, I just want to worship you like as a god. I mean... Grant you, I want you to envision whatever the female version of me is coming up to you and saying that. So, I mean, would you be offended, <laughs> terrified, or complimented? Um, Which one of those three things? Now that I've, I'm, I'm not me. Just somewhat like the female version. Do of you me. still have I'm the beard? I'm not sure what that. No. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm, I've probably got pretty decent legs. No ass. No butt. <laughs> Probably decent like. boobs, okay. some pretty decent boobs, and personality-wise, I'm just a winner. Just all fun and games and parties. That's me. So are you like, are you like, I'm a four, but my personality makes me a ten? Like no, that? no, I'd be like a six, but my personality makes me a six and a half. Like a hard six? Oh yeah. All right. So okay. Solid six. So I mean, okay. I, so so you're. The I don't want to. I don't want to talk too much up, but I have nice legs. I have good legs. Okay. Female me would have nice legs. Okay. I don't know about the rest, but the legs alone would get me to six. Okay. All right. Okay. And I, mean, I think the personality would get guy. me to like seven. I'm not a huge leg guy. I'm not going to lie. Like legs. Do you aren't. think Scarlett Johansson is a leg lady? Would she appreciate it? My legs. Well, then now here's the question. So you're in this scenario. You're coming up as female, Brian. Are you talking to you? To me. Yeah, and but I, then also I'm wondering about our earlier conversation about whether I go to Scarlett Johansson offering her my subservience and worship, whether so she would accept at least my to, legs. Just to be totally clear on what this entire awesomely worthwhile conversation is, is supposed to be representing, yeah. female Brian, a hard six, coming but up But a seven, to, thanks to personality. Okay, a seven, thanks to personality. Coming yep. up to... To Seth, you. to me, yep, yep, uh, and offering wanting to put you me worship. on a pedestal. 
Yep, put and, you on a pedestal, worship you. Yep. And 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 your logic here is that however I would react to female Brian is how Scarjo would react to real Brian. You're, I mean, so you're literally saying no, that you think that we're talking my about two different universes. The same as Scarlett Johansson. No, we're talking about like two different universes here. I'm just gauging. I I am gauging a little bit of what her response might be based on your response. A little, yeah. Like, do you weigh all of it? No, of course not. Do I know but that you're some. a female version of Brian, or are you just like a hot chick? No, of course I'm just a hot chick. I'm not. Oh. I'm not gonna come up to you and be like, "Hey, man, it's me," but as a <laughs> chick. Like, all right. Hey, I wouldn't have that information because in that timeline, I'm a woman, and I've never been not me. So, Brianna. Okay, would not so know in this. the in this universe, there is no Brian Wallace. Yeah, Brian. Yeah, no, there's only Brianna Wallace. Nice. Nice name. I like that. It was. I know. Was my name really Have comes you, with oh transgenderness. You've been in drag before, haven't you? Are you Brianna when you go in drag? No. Okay. I've actually not. You know, out of the two of us on this show, <laughs> I have been in drag the least, actually. Uh, Thank that's you. That's very, very valid. You could be in drag quite a bit and still probably be the least. Uh, yep. Man, that is weird. I to could have start to a say drag show. Truthful. I could start a drag show and let it run for two weeks. <laughs> Every night I could go out into a show, I would still be the person on this podcast who's been in drag the least. That's it, folks. That's how much I have not, and Seth has been in drag. Thanks. So, yeah. Keep in mind that one of our earlier episodes featured <laughs> a story of him buying nylons at a small town store and being judged <laughs> for it. Anyway, would you agree to be worshipped by Brianna? Hmm. In an alternate timeline. See, this isn't even really you. Like, oh, so, so what am I like what, in this timeline then? You're. I don't know. You can make up whatever you want to be. It's you're, you're part of the timeline. I'm just telling you Do what I'm like. I have like a full head of hair. Timeline. It's up to you, man. Do you? I feel like I want to. Maybe have hair. you look like. Maybe you're Batman. I don't know. <gasps> no. If you were Batman, I would probably. And I was Brianna. I would probably put you on a pedestal. That probably happen. I, I, I want to be like Tony Stark. Okay. <laughs> sure. So, okay. It's so. an alternate timeline. Alternate timeline, Tony Stark. Well, set. actually, no, and I think that's actually going to be more beneficial for you because ScarJo is not your average chick at a bus stop. Like, she she knows. That's true. She She's aware of her status in our society. So I, okay, I'm so. not going to lie. I don't know what bus stops you hang out in Hollywood, but the ones I hang out at have some pretty good lookers. And by pretty good lookers, I mean homeless people that have wet themselves. <laughs> That is so true. anyway, however, in the I, cars uh, near the bus stops are gorgeous women driving by. So anyway, back to I Tony Stark, Seth. I feel like, yeah, I feel like uh, Stark, Seth would. I don't know. You, you might come across as a little needy. I'm not going to lie. It might not work out. I OK, that's fair. That's fair. I, I mean, it, to, to offering to worship someone probably would come across as needy. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that, that I mean, I'm. I'm anticipating her thinking that, but would you get past that to be worshipped, or would that be like the deal breaker? You'd be like, no, I can't be worshipped. Fuck this. I, I, I'm, I am not a god. I will not be worshipped by this somewhat attractive person who's definitely a seven based on their personality. I, <laughs> I, um, yeah, I don't know. I probably would give in. I think, yeah, I, yeah, I worship. I mean, me, it's whatever. worship, man. I know, right? There. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I'd probably go for that. I guess, yeah. You do realize the name of this episode has to be "The Adventures of Brianna and Stark Seth." 
Like that Fair needs enough. to be the episode, yeah. episode's name. I'm pretty sure we named this fucker halfway through. <laughs> yep. But uh, boom. Yeah. No, I think. Uh, so there you go. I, I, so I think, I I think based on your reaction, then I would think that I got a shot with Scarlett Johansson here to be worshipped, to worship her. Yeah. Not not with her. No, I don't. I don't think she'd hit this. But I do think. I mean, she might hit it with her car <laughs> while I'm at the bus stop. But uh, to, to, I just was like, "Hey, Scarlett Johansson, I'm going to worship you. My name's Brian." I think she'd definitely look at my legs and be like, "I'll consider it." What are you wearing in this scenario, Brian? That's going to show off your man legs. Uh, I have a really good in pair a way of shorts. It's not weird. I no, I've got a pair of shorts that's that's pretty good. I mean, they and they're not too tight. You know, you're not looking at my plums, but you are noticing the shape of my thighs in these shorts. All right. But it's not, I'm not selling the whole farm or anything. I'm just, they're, they're good. They're good shorts. And I feel like she would so notice. So are your leg strength, uh, is your leg strength coming from your thighs or are you like a full leg? Because like, cause I've got, I've got pretty good calves. I'm pretty proud of my calves. No, I'm, I'm very my shapely. Thighs, you know, they're, the they're, knees, they're just functional. Yeah, right, my, I have great thighs. Pretty good knees. The knees are where it gets sketched. The connectors, but then everything from the knees down is gold, like just gold. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. We might have to have a have a calf off. Um. I uh, yeah. I don't know if in what situation that would come up, but if it ever comes up, we will definitely have a calf off. No, I say we do it fucking right now. What we'll do is we'll take a, we'll take a a decent picture of my calf. And a decent picture of your calf, and we'll put that shit side by side up on a Facebook page. Fair enough. We're doing it. Vote for your favorite calf, folks. We're doing it. Glad we settled that. Or we didn't settle that, but we will. Like men posting pictures of ourselves on the internet and asking for people to vote about it. Yeah, that's definitely how men solve problems. Pretty sure, anyway. Of course, yeah. No, business is being handled here. I mean, I think that's how they should handle the next presidential nominations that would yeah i mean a calf off between trump and hillary clinton i would watch that i would watch the shit out of that i know right so hard <laughs> i'm gonna watch yeah. you so hard all right so that's gonna that's gonna happen that's gonna be a thing um that's important business we're getting out of the way there yep but there's actually some other important stuff i think we need to talk about it's uh definitely not of a fun nature so i'll be honest i just don't have a good segue or transition here but i feel that we'd be remiss if we didn't discuss this especially as we both have a, a, a history up in oregon you're originally from oregon right yep born and raised in oregon yep in oregon so sadly um about a week ago there was a uh, there was another school shooting and it was at the umqua community college in roseburg oregon and uh uh yeah i just i feel like uh, i feel like it has like they oftentimes do with the school shootings, which is sad that that's happening frequently enough that we can say, as they oftentimes do, but it is generating a debate, I guess you'd say, uh, as far as uh, gun laws, gun regulations, and you know the need for change as opposed to the infringement of constitutional rights. And so, of course, it is a very volatile issue and i feel like the that's just the sort of thing we need to dive right on into here on the show huh because we're nothing if not tactful and respectful about such issues which we are actually and about this you are we're, uh, we're okay about the issue uh, this issue i'd have to say i 
A, Roseburg is one of my favorite towns. Gorgeous city in, in Oregon. Beautiful place. And it's a shame and awful that this happened. And the guy whose name I don't even know, and I'm so happy that I don't know it, and I really wish the media would stop saying it and giving attention to him because he actually, I believe, said, oh, man, uh, like online, one of his things that he was saying was, I'm going to be so famous or something like that. Or, uh, basically, he knew what was going to happen. Like, he knew he was going to walk in there and shoot everybody up, and then people, the media was going to go nuts, and his name would be entered into the immortal registers of douche cocks everywhere who are full of shit. Exactly. And that's precisely what's happened. So I'm glad I don't know his name is what I'm saying. But uh, I'm actually happy about that, too. I saw there's a lot of, uh, on social media, there was a lot of the let's not talk about his name. I don't know his name either, and I'm happy about that. And And it kind of spawned this... Let's focus on the the heroic people that were involved, and you know some people that have lost their lives. Some well, the one guy uh, that that luckily didn't lose his life got shot a lot, like seven times. Yeah, but he actually, you know, was was a hero, and so I I, I appreciated that taking the stance of you know what, let's glorify the people that deserve it, not the asswad that did it. Now that guy could kick Superman's ass. I'm just gonna say that out loud. <laughs> right now. That guy, I would watch a movie about him fighting Superman because I'd be like, whoa. This is this. I don't know who's going to win. Sorry, Batman. Anyway, beyond comic book world. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, the other thing I noticed about social media, and this is the thing with school shootings and mass shootings in general, is they are tragedy. They're awful, of course. But I think we tend to blow them out of proportion a little bit. Like, I want to I want to put out there first off, I think we got to have a little bit of a conversation about gun control. I am in favor of more gun control but not taking everyone's guns away, which I don't know. Has that ever been like a thing that someone has said? I have hey, never take, heard that other I've than, never other heard than anyone coming say from that. the right-wing propaganda that that's what they are going to do. No, I've never actually heard anybody that's accused of being super gun controlly actually trying to make any moves to take away guns. It's Everything yeah. I've always heard is regulating how people get the guns and, you know, increased wait times and more stringent background checks. And I don't know how you do, you know, mental concerns, mental illness concerns, rather. Yeah. Well, um, no, like, I'm a huge fan of the correlation that people draw. And they, this has been all over social media because social media, an event happened quick. Everyone post your feelings about it. That's social media. It's kind of what it's there <laughs> for, whatever. But here we go. Right. The one that usually, it's been trotted out before, um, about gun control is to own a car, and I don't own a car, but if I wanted to own a car in this country, I would have to go to a, to a place, I would have to file my name with the person that bought the car, that sold me the car, we, they'd have to tell their information to the DMV, I'd have to tell the DMV, I'd have to pay a license fee for a license, mm-hmm. uh, for a, I'd have to license, there'd have to be a plate on the car to identify it to the police so that they could track me in the car. I would have to buy insurance to drive the car anywhere yep. so that if I caused any damage with that car or if someone stole my car and caused damage with it, insurance would then cover it. So that's what I have to do to drive something that is not intended to kill people. Like, you're not supposed to kill things with a car. Wait, like if what? You kill, you're if not? You, yeah, I know. That's shocking Wait, to you. what the fuck? I've right. been doing this all wrong. I know. All those poor dead mice and, and deer on the road, you were not supposed to hit them. But, like, oh, the car man. car is not supposed to be a deadly weapon, yet look at all the shit you got to go through to own a car. And I right. just think, like, if we can't do even part of that, like, just half of that for guns, 
something that is designed to kill things. What the fuck? Like I don't I don't yeah. I don't want to take your guns. I don't want to take your AR-17. I think your Weir AR-15 or whatever number you attach to AR. I'm not sure where they're at anymore. Uh, but <laughs> if, if, if I don't want it. I don't care about your AR-15. I don't give a goddamn if you go up into the woods and shoot deer with your AR-15. I feel somewhat bad for the deer and that you're a pretty shitty sportsman, but I don't care. <laughs> I don't want your AR-15. No one wants it. But what I do want to know is if someone broke into your house and stole your AR-15, sold it on the street, and that gun was bought by someone who then walked into a school and started shooting people, we could trace that and go, fuck you, dude, that stole that gun from your house. You're, you're liable for some shit that went down. Are you the person that got the gun stolen liable? No, I don't really think you are. But at least we'd be able to have some idea of what the fuck is going on, you know? Anyway, I feel like you've got a, a, a pretty solid theory. I, I, I just right off the bat, I see some very, very large holes in it, such as I don't know. Once you once you come into the fact of somebody stealing a gun from a house, pretty sure we're off the registration track at that point. I don't think they're going to go to the gun DMV and go, I need to register this gun I stole from this guy. Oh, um, sorry. I forgot to mention that we GPS track all guns now. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Then okay, I approve of that. Then you can buy a. Uh, G- uh, th- you can. There are enough GPS chips in the world that you just stick one in a gun, charge and add it onto the customer. I'm sorry. Yes, buying guns will be slightly more expensive because we're gonna put GPS chips in all of them. Yep. And the government can track you with your gun. Hoo Watch out, freedom fighter. Cause yeah, <laughs> you're gonna rise that- up against the government with its sky death robot that can shoot you from space. Thank God you've got a shotgun. <laughs> I like that aspect of it. So, okay, your theory got a lot stronger when you added that. Um, I will disagree with you on another point, though. I am of the mindset that, yes, I think people should be allowed to own guns, provided they can pass background checks. I really don't know how they can restrict and control uh, on the basis of mental illness because there are plenty of non-diagnosed mentally ill people there are times I'm pretty sure I'm one of them, and, and, and I own a gun. So <laughs> there's, uh, I mean, there's that. But the one thing I will say is that I think when it gets to the assault rifles and shit, uh, you want to you wanna play with an assault rifle, you think it's fun to shoot, cool, enlist. <laughs> Put on a uniform that requires it, because if you don't, if you're not doing that, there is zero reason for you to have an assault rifle. And I do think that getting those off the streets wouldn't be the worst idea just because I I just feel like with more heroic people out in the world that actually do make an attempt to stop crazy-ass school shooters, if that school shooter is limited to a shotgun or a hunting rifle or a handgun, at least the damage would be mitigated because he's not able to fire off 100 rounds. Yes, I realize my numbers may be skewed slightly because I'm not a gun nut. But <laughs> yeah, the the one thing that got me that I was going to throw out here, and again, so I this is one of those where I was having a conversation with uh, with uh, with some the other day that um, I I tend to skew, I guess, kind of more on the liberal side politically, but really I do go issue to issue on things, gun control being one of them because. I believe in the right to own guns. I really do. But I also do believe that we need to regulate them more. But the one thing that just every time I hear it coming from the right side of this argument is that the only thing that can stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. That's the thing I keep seeing. 
And here's the here's the point I want to make. I wholeheartedly believe that there are a lot of good guys with guns out there that don't necessarily wear uniforms. I think there are a lot of good civilians that that happen to be gun owners that you know would be very good upstanding citizens in all walks of life. I have not heard of maybe more than two scenarios that I can think of out of all of the random mass shootings we've had of a good guy with a gun doing jack shit to stop that psycho with a gun. This is I I I do think you're true on some of that. Yes. I and think So that's right. When I hear that when I hear that that phrase that is so well it's it's just beautiful propaganda of the only thing that can stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun would be great if we I mean you're basically you're 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 promoting vigilantism which I kind of am on on you know on board with but it doesn't happen so it's like you can say it all you want I think there's a mindset with people and this is this is just a people mindset there are just people with this mindset I, I I don't know if you remember a while back I don't know if we talked about it on the show but I I put a Facebook post up yay social media about um, this old um, tradition that I did not know about, uh, about how apparently back in the day, and still now it's considered courtly and gentlemanly, to have a woman walk on the inside of the sidewalk and you as the man yeah. walk on the outside. So you remember that? I mentioned that. Yeah, I do. And I remember, like, like someone explained it to me. It was like, it's so that if, you know, there's a mud puddle or something, it would splash on the gentleman and not on the lady's clothes. Okay, fine, whatever. I could buy that. But the, the way I read about it, the article that I saw it in, the guy wrote the article as if saying, my job, and he said, actually, he didn't write it as if saying, he said, literally, my job is to protect her from cars that might hit her. And I just remember thinking, like, okay, A, buddy, what are you going to do? Are you the Hulk? Then get the fuck out. <laughs> like, you know, you're not going to protect her. You're going to get hit by a car that's on its way to hit her. Like, it might slow it down for a second, but you got no hope of stopping a car from hitting a woman. If someone driving down the car, and by the way, the odds on someone driving by and deciding to hit both of you are pretty fucking slim. So mm-hmm. I just, I remember just being like, if that's the reason this is a thing, then it's dumb as fuck. Like, if the reason is uh, what ladies walk on the inside because they wear skirts that are lower hanging than men's, I don't know. Anyway, whatever that reason, okay, fine, I'll, I'll, I'll listen to that. I still think it's kind of odd, but whatever, fine, I'm down. But if it's literally to protect women from cars, that's dumb as shit. And I feel like that's the same mindset that people have when they say, like, and you do hear, but I have heard of stories, my friends who are, are pro-gun control love to always post whenever there's even a vague story about guy with a handgun stops criminal or shoots intruder or anytime someone shoots someone and it's justified bam it's up there it's posted these guys are like look guns save lives and i'm like yeah great but i don't ever hear about the situation where some guy went into a school with a bunch of assault rifles and someone with a handgun stopped him because that didn't happen like, maybe occasionally it does. And so, yay, that's great. But, uh, like, I don't think that's endemic, like, enough to be like, woohoo, man, carrying guns is really fixing everything. Like, it's, just, it's the same argument to me as the car and the gentleman. Like, yeah, sure, I guess. It's like the people that argue for gun control because they want to be able to protect their... 
Second Amendment rights. You know, they're like, my right to bear arms so that I can protect myself from the government. I'm like, you do realize the government has a sky robot that can shoot you from space. <laughs> it doesn't give a shit that you own 50 AR-15s. No one gives a fuck. You could own a goddamn bazooka, and it doesn't do shit. Like, you, if, the, if the United States government wanted to kill you, uh, you could band together with as many militiamen and get out all your camo gear that you take duck hunting and you can get out all your AR-15s and go to war, but you're going to lose. Like, I'm sorry oh, yeah. you are. We don't live in a magical, wonderful world where th those odds are in your favor. So the argument there to me is, again, the car argument. I just call it the car argument. I'm going to protect you with my gun. No, you're not. You're going to get in the way briefly as someone runs you over. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> you're not going to protect me for shit. I have no rebuttal because I agree with you. So There it is. Uh, yeah. So, all right. Well, there, all right. So I, I think we just solved it. You're welcome, yeah. America. You're welcome. I think I think people sh we should put GPS chips on the the. Th I think the technology is cheap enough now that it would result in like a sixty dollar hike in gun prices. And I'm sorry, gun nuts. If sixty dollars was getting in the way of you buying a gun, maybe you're not the kind of person that should own a gun. Well, actually, speaking of the GPS technology and whatnot, there's actually something that's already in existence that's better, in my opinion. Uh, they're called smart guns. I don't know if you've seen anything about these. Oh, yeah. But basically, um, they kind of like a, a keyless ignition in a car, how like you just have to have the little bobber thing you know, within a certain distance, uh, and you can start the car. These smart guns will not fire unless it's within like 10 inches of the, the, the mechanism. And so they, I, I think they make it, it can be in a ring, uh, it could be on a bracelet. So it's basically... If you even if you're in a if you like if you're in a situation where you're trying to defend yourself and the person actually is able to disarm you, they're not gonna be able to take the gun away and turn around and shoot you unless you stay within ten inches. And it's kind of a cool idea because that would also cut down on that whole flaw in your plan of well, once the gun's stolen, it's kind of off the reservation, you know, because once that gun's stolen, as long as you don't store the mechanism with the gun, that's useless to them. Yeah, no, I think there's a lot to be said. There's a, there's a lot of technologies that could be put in place. I think the thing that gets me a little bit about the gun can about people that that are against gun control is there will always be an argument against it. Like I can always say, mm. "Well, Seth, what do you think about uh, what if what if the criminals don't use smart guns? What are you going to do then?" Uh, I don't know. Yeah, shit would probably be pretty bad, Ben. But it's not like doing nothing is not a good option. You know, like that's I a know. bad choice. Like just being like, hey, you know, like like we used to have earthquakes in California that leveled cities. Like in the early part of the 1900s, if there was an earthquake that was bad, a lot of people died. And it wasn't like we just went, yeah, well, it just keeps happening. I don't know. We built, we made technology that was resistant to earthquakes. You know, like we didn't just give up. And I think you that know what we could actually probably do in tandem with this then, and this is just—I mean, since we've already solved clearly the gun control issue in America, I say we move on to start. Let's let's start making legislation. Let's why not? You know what we say happens. So totally. Why don't we uh, put this in tandem? Because the one thing everybody says, like the bad guys, you're not going to follow the laws and whatever. Th sure, that's true. There will always be people that are going to violate the laws. 
And my brain then takes that to, but you know what uh, keeps people sometimes deterred from doing that is the idea of going to prison. So then my thought was, our freaking prisons are already overcrowded. Then I took it to this thought of, why are they overcrowded? Oh, yeah, that thing where we have people serving really, really, really long sentences for harmless crimes like drug possession. So what if we beefed up the gun laws and the gun regulations on getting guns, just put a, you know, a little bit of hope out there in the world that that would be enough to deter a lot of people from wanting to violate those laws, which hopefully will start to cut down. It's not going to happen overnight, but start to cut down on the amount of illegal firearms out there and start to get this thing regulated. Other countries have figured out how to do this, so clearly it can work. Mm. And yeah. then what if in, at the same time, Let's go ahead and start commuting some sentences for people that are serving really harsh sentences for violent, like violent crime sentences for nonviolent crimes. Let's clear out some of those people so that we have room in the prison system to legitimately actually jail some of the assholes that do want to still violate the new gun regulations. I feel like it might actually kill two birds with one bullet. I do feel like gun regulations could be stricter, and and I think you're right. Like part of the problem is. Oh, people are like, oh, there's a black market for guns. Criminals always get what they want. Yeah, but what if you put the black market in jail or at least attempted to or at least did yeah. something where you were like, hey, let's arrest these people and put them in jail for a really long time. And that way it'll make being selling a black market gun a really fucking shitty idea. Uh, exactly. Just to make one more analogy, do you know what else used to happen and be a huge problem? And it still is. But you know what used to be a really big problem in the world? Rape. Hmm. Before... The early 1900s, like back in the 1800s, 1700s, throughout human history, rape was a huge problem. Women got raped a lot. Like, it's it's hard to collate the statistics, but rape happened a lot. And then guess what happened? We invented streetlights, and we invented surveillance cameras, and we started putting them in places where rapes were happening, like college campuses. There are now cameras all over college campuses, and... There's those I, I don't I don't know if you remember our days back in Oregon at Eastern Oregon University. They had little towers that women could run to little tiny little towers. They would run to push a button and it would set off this siren and these lights would flash and like it would yeah. call security and the cops would come running. See what we did there is we saw a problem and instead of just ignoring it and going, Well, that shit happens, we did something. We yeah. made it harder to rape women. Does that mean that rape doesn't happen? Fuck no, rape still happens a lot more than it should, but it happens a hell of a lot less than it used to. And I think that's all I'm asking for with gun shootings. Do I think right-wing people that that putting more gun laws and putting gun offenders in jail for longer will stop shootings? No, I don't. But I don't think we'll be having this bi-yearly sad conversation on our podcast so often, you know? (laughs) <laughs> I think that'll help it. It won't happen as often. And that would, I think, be a win, right? I, I would mark that in the win column, yes. Yeah. So let's stop let's let's, let's stop talking about trying to erase gun gun crime. Because it won't happen. They're absolutely right. It will never happen. Let's just talk about mitigating it or making it less. You know, that that would be a conversation I'd like to have with gun control people. Like, hey, what do you think would stop gun crimes? More guns? I don't think that's really the answer. For starters, I don't want one. I don't I don't want a gun. So, yeah. Come to my house and get me, because I don't have a gun. Well, as great of an idea as it is to invite 
murderers to come to your house and kill you, Brian. Um, there's more we got to talk about, and we're running out of time on the show, so I'm going to move this along. I think it fits nicely, though, uh, talking about criminals and felons and people that, you know, need to be in prison. The NFL. NFL's oh. been interesting, you know? It's been... Uh, you can't really tell who's going to win what game uh, each week, and we've constantly had people out with uh, with injuries and 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 suspensions and and whatnot. So it's been it's been rough fantasy wise. How how are you doing with uh, with football? Any 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 players that you were expecting uh, that are missing, or, or are you waiting for anybody to come back? Anything? Fantasy wise, it continues to be a jumble clusterfuck. But that's just fantasy football every year. Uh, no, I just continue to not watch football. Um, because a, I find it boring, um, with all of its legal challenges and the fact that they take more commercial breaks than a friggin' Olympic special on speed skaters. By the way, that's a lot in case none of you watch Olympic speed skaters. Uh, (laughs) but the number one reason that this week I found to be kind of annoyed with the NFL is the return of Greg Hardy. To he's playing for the Dallas Cowboys and he's finally finished serving his suspension for beating his girlfriend multiple times, may I add. Now, a lot of people have jumped to this man's defense by saying, well, you know, uh, it happened after the Ray Rice thing and, and he never went to jail. He settled out of court. And sure, I would grant you that doesn't mean that he's auto guilty, but. After watching his interviews this weekend about how he's going to come back and seeing Greg Hardy's attitude towards women, I have to sort of think that maybe Greg Hardy does not treat women the way they should be treated. So I think that might be a fair, a fair assumption. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I always say uh, my, my mama used to tell me you can always judge a leopard by his spots. And I still don't know really what that means, but um, <laughs> I mean, it, does it make sense to you? Like I judge a leopard by his spots. Yes and no. I, I, guess. I, I get where the saying comes from. I do think it's funny that I'm willing to bet that same voice of reason also told you not to judge a book by its cover. There you go. Book by its cover or, or uh, uh, people. I judge people by their actions and what they say. Okay. And I, I got to give a little shout out here to um, uh, one of my YouTube finds of the week. Uh, if y'all aren't, if y'all don't know about uh, a young lady named Katie Nolan, uh, who works for Spot Fox Sports Network, one of my most loathed channels, <laughs> uh, she recently gave a sensational diatribe, not so much against Greg Hardy as much as the NFL and the media's attitude about Greg Hardy and about the atmosphere that allows him to serve an incredibly long suspension for allegedly beating a woman and at one point throwing her onto a pile, like like punching her in the face and throwing her onto a couch covered in assault rifles, which, just to tie that one into our earlier conversation, oh shit, what I the hell? I remember that story. I, I, yeah, I, you I remember, remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about, we, he was one of the ones we talked about last time we did the roll call of the NFL felons. Yeah. Yeah, this is Greg Hardy. He's back. You know, it's been a year, but he's back. Okay. And, uh... His first interview back, um, the media asked him questions like, hey, are you looking forward to playing Tom Brady? To which he responded, Tom Brady? Yeah, totally. I hope his wife comes, and I hope she brings her sister, too. 
Now, grant you, it's just a guy saying that another guy has an attractive wife, right? Like, yeah. No big deal. But not a problem. <laughs> I'm not throwing the dude under the bus. I'm not saying that he's not just appreciating that Giselle Bunchen is attractive, which she is. Mm. But it tells me something that when you asked Tom Br- to asked Greg Hardy to talk about football, about Tom Brady, he just talked about how hot Tom Brady's wife was. Now, earlier in that same interview, they asked Greg Hardy how he feels about, you know, does he have any remorse or anything, or what are his feelings about what led to his suspension? And he deflected the question by saying, I just want to talk about football. <laughs> no, Greg Hardy, you don't. You want to, like, you just, like, you can't really have it both ways. And the media just, like, nothing. Just flat nothing. And I got to give it up to Katie Nolan for pretty much calling him out on that. Like, just brutally basically saying, um, what the fuck? What is important to you people any longer? Because, uh, and as she said it beautifully, and if you get a chance to watch it, I, I fully I support going over and checking out Why Greg Hardy's Return is a Problem by Katie Nolan. It's a just a little three-minute YouTube video. It'll really enrich your understanding of a female perspective on why the NFL treats women, why during breast cancer month, when they've got all these little pink things on their uniforms in celebration of women, that they're allowing a guy who clearly does not have a high opinion of women to play in their games. It's just weird. It's just weird. And I got to give her credit for saying, for calling them out. I, I, I think coming from a man, it wouldn't sound as good, but coming from her, I got to give her credit that uh, it it made me kind of stop and go, yeah, what is with that? Because in the same breath, the NFL just finished fining. I don't know. Did you watch the Rams game last week at all? No. I didn't, but I watched the highlights, which is how I watch football. Right. Uh, as I mentioned, they find Stedman Bailey, the receiver from the Rams. They find him. Uh, I don't know, like multiple tens of thousands of dollars for pretending to take a nap on a football after he scored a touchdown. Are you he scored a touchdown. Me? He set the football down and he put his head on it and pretended to go to sleep. And for that, I believe he received a forty to fifty thousand dollar fine. Holy shit! Greg Hardy, when asked about a player's wife, described asked about a player, just went off about her attractiveness. Then later, the media asked him whether he was looking forward to playing against Blake Bortles because he's got a hot girlfriend. And you're just, you just, you're like, what the hell? What is important anymore? The fact that people celebrate fucking touchdowns or the fact that they beat women? Because one of those feels like it should be a lot more important. Well, and one of them feels like it should maybe be embraced because the game has gotten boring as shit. And I'm going to clarify just so nobody can take that the wrong way. I feel like celebrating a touchdown should be embraced because it gives us something to watch other than the fucking legal battle, as you call it, on the field. And yeah, yeah. Uh, but you are right. If they're not going to embrace it, it does seem like perhaps uh, maybe they should be doing some negative reinforcement for the stuff that deserves it more so than that. But yikes. Yeah, right? Like, it doesn't it just seem like that they've gotten their shit crossed a little somewhere? Like, like guy that beats his wife, come on back and play after you've served your suspension. Or hell, I'll even toss up my the linchpin of my entire fantasy season, Adrian Peterson. Guy that causes his child to bleed from beating him with switches. Come on back. Suspension for you for a little bit, but, you know, come on back. Uh, dude that napped on a football? 
$50,000? What the fuck? How? The, which, by the way, I don't know, remember what they fined Adrian Peterson, but it was not much more than 50K for beating his child black and blue. Wow. So it's just one of those things that you're just like, at some point, guys, what the hell is important well, anymore? You and know? if you remember back, uh, was it last season or two seasons ago, the Bears receiver Brandon Marshall was getting continually fined for wearing brightly colored shoes. And the reason he was wearing them was actually, and he was public about this, was to draw attention to autism, I think it was. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and and it got to the point where he even got he he took the fines and said that whatever the NFL fined him, he was like going to match that in a personal donation. Like he'd pay his fine, and then he'd also pay the same amount again to the foundation that you know helps like autism research or whatever. And so the NFL stepped up their game even more and said, well, charging him money for this victimless crime is not doing it. So. Okay, if you insist on wearing the shoes, you will not be allowed to play in the game. They literally wow. went beyond fining him and went to threaten to take him out of play for doing something that he was doing that was, in his mind, raising awareness for something that he felt was important enough to do, wasn't hurting anybody, and they they had incrementally increasing degrees of, of punishment for that. Which just seems crazy. To yeah. Me. Whereas they have incrementally I, decreasing ranges of punishment for the for the violent crimes that are happening. And again, it comes back to uh, we've talked about this on the podcast, and we've gone to say, hey, you know, if you freak out about Sofia Vergara doing a sexy turn at the Emmys, then it sort of makes the rest of women's rights when you freak out about something you need to freak out about less. I'd say the same thing has happened in the NFL, where like if you threaten to tell Brandon Marshall he can no longer play the football game for wearing shiny shoes, and you also tell Ray Rice he can no longer play the football game for beating the shit out of a woman in an elevator, it sort of makes those two crimes um, basically the same, because you're punishing them the same. Exactly. So what you're saying to women is, hey, ladies, we put you up there with sparkly shoes on thing hitting beating you to a pulp is the same as wearing sparkly shoes to us both of them are bad and you're just like um no yeah uh-uh. it's no it's all kinds of broken over there honestly that's just the best way the best way that i can say it i think you might have actually said that yourself a few minutes ago so maybe the best way you can say it but uh yeah it's uh, i don't know things are things are getting screwy in the nfl case in point the bears won a game I'm pretty sure that's a sign of the end of the NFL, NFL apocalypse. I'm telling you. Well, actually, just kind of bringing this full circle uh, to what we talked about earlier with the Cubs. The other day, uh, Wednesday the 7th, uh, I I saw some sort of thing where it was supposed to be the end of the world again, like it was another one that came around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, And I do find it funny that while the world hasn't ended yet, to my knowledge, the Cubs are in the playoffs. So it's kind of like when people say, you know, when hell freezes over. So who knows? We could, uh, there's a chance that maybe that the Wednesday, October 7th thing was kind of a legit deal. The end is nigh. I recommend you all go to Mars. <laughs> and on that, we are out of time. So as always, we do want to thank you all for listening. You know where to find us on the uh, interwebs if you're looking for stuff. 
If you're new to the show and you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and subscribe. Uh, iTunes, Podcast Addict, Podcast Republic. I think pretty much every major podcast player service now carries us, which is great. We appreciate it. Also, uh, you. you can find all of our all of our old stuff as well on our website at dryrunproductions.net slash final hour. But we do appreciate you listening. And uh, also, you know, keep keep the feedback coming in. If there's something we want to hear us talk about, let us know. Otherwise, we're going to get on stuff like gun control again, and I don't think anybody wants that. Brutal. And also, check out our Facebook page uh, for our epic calf battle. Let us know who's got the best calf. I think we need to make sure in these pictures we don't actually, uh, let's not differentiate which one is which. Let's just put A and B, and let's uh, have a, a good, honest, clean vote going here. Fair enough. This has been Final Hour with the West Coast Neighbors. I'm Seth. I'm Brian. And we'll catch you next time. And I'm a salty Cowboys fan who's a gun. There's a chorus of opinions, but you know what you love. Don't let them tell you no. Don't let them talk that shit. The only thing they'll give you is reasons you should quit. Don't let them get you down. You just stand up tall. Sometimes everybody This has been a Dry Run production.